Howdy guys, welcome to Seat Time. This is Brian Pierce, your purveyor of awesome, and welcome to the Tennessee Knockout Ramp Up Podcast with Eric Pernard. Just wanted to let you guys know if you enjoy this and want more off-road content, send us emails and messages on any subject matters. You guys did a great job with the last podcast, and so thank you for that. I know that I'm going to have a great time making content for you guys up through the end of 2017. If you'd like to support us financially, you can consider becoming a patron on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash seat time. You can purchase a t-shirt from us at fpmg.threadless.com. Or you can use any of the affiliate links on seattime.co slash support. You don't have to do any of that stuff. That's okay. You just got to enjoy the crazy. So here we go, guys. No worries. Hey, how are you coming to TKO next week? Yes, sir. So we'll be there. So let's start this off proper. Like just like any time with Seattime, I've got my beer. We're going to open it and we're going to talk about TKO. So for those of you who don't know, uh, we have Mr. Eric Bernard on the line for the podcast. And we're going to talk about... 2017 uh, Tennessee knockout and what is coming up, um, you know, very soon. Um, I'm imagining you as the promoter and helping everybody put everything together are nervous and are excited. I'm excited to be there. I will not be racing this year. I will not even be attempting to race this year because my ankle is still giving me fits uh, after our week-long ride in Colorado. So it's just smarter to to, uh, put the bike away and and whip out the cameras and uh, take pictures as always. I, I don't blame you, Brian. You know, we, I was there a couple of weeks ago uh, riding the trails, and I don't know if it's getting harder, I'm getting older, but it's just it's just getting harder <laughs> every year. <laughs> well, that's good. I think it's 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 a little bit of both because the, the trails are getting more ravaged by water and the riding, and uh, there's more loose rocks than I can even remember. But it's as exciting as ever. It's just like it's harder. That's uh, that's my take. You know what's funny is I was actually going to ask you is, one, have you ridden the trails, right? Does, you know, at this point in time, do you know how masochistic it can get sometimes? But then, two, do you choose a two-stroke or a four-stroke? What is your weapon of choice? Okay, let's let's be honest. We've been, uh, my, my partner, Sean Finlay, and I, we, we have put our nubbies Everywhere we sent the pro riders. Oh, uh, good not man. pretty. Not pretty at all. Sometimes it took 30 minutes to do 10 yards. But we, we actually ran every single feet of the course for the, all the past six years. So it's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like our challenge. You know, if we make it, as long as we make it, it's good. You know, if we can't make it, we have a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> if we can make it in one hour, it doesn't matter because we know the guys are not going to even slow down. But uh, I, uh, we, we have, and regarding two-stroke and four-stroke, um, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think love goes both ways on that level. And uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, 350 KTM, four-stroke, it's been trials bike, two-stroke and four-stroke. My, uh, my last uh, loop two weeks ago was on... Uh, Montessa four-stroke trials bike, which is a, a really great bike to to think you can go everywhere uh, quickly, but it's it's not that easy at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I, I can only imagine, especially as you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, I believe. But as we hear some of the rumors, is that things are going to be getting a little bit more difficult coming into this year. So I think uh, you guys getting out there in your trials bikes and riding every bit of it and putting some question marks in your head, kind of knowing, holy crap, if it rains, we all know how 
those rocks sweat without rain, right? But then it rains and like yeah, it's yeah, exactly. nasty and weird. So it could get interesting. It was like, uh, you know, I was there two weeks ago and and it's always wet in the trees. You know, I mean, when you get in the woods, it's always slippery. And uh, if if you think it's dry, just spin your spin your wheel for like a couple of seconds, and you're gonna be on 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 grease. You know, that's that's a TTC. Love it or hate it. Man. Well, um, I wanted to come out of the bat or out of the gate swinging and ask, do we know if Wade Young is going to be able to make it, or was his injury at Romaniac something that's going to keep him from being able to come? Uh, to be honest with you, we we're hoping he's coming, but we don't have an official yes or no. He uh, he, he got hurt at Romaniac, you know, about ten days ago, and uh, his his will is to be there. I don't know if his doctor is going to agree with him. But we only know that he wants to come and be at uh, TKO next week. Awesome. Well, I, yeah, it was great what we've seen throughout the past couple of years, um, you know, with, with some of the European talent coming, obviously Johnny Walker and then Wade, Wade Young last year. Graham Jarvis has been trying to make it happen for years, um, and it seems like this is the year that it's going to happen, um, that Graham exactly. Jarvis is going to be able to compete finally, and then, we're, you know, Wade Young, and so – that's exciting. I know that Cody Webb is like, come on, guys, this is my playground. Like, please, let's try to knock me off of my of my pedestal. Um, because so yeah, far, at they least, have at not been able time. to do it. At least one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and then, he just wants to motivate himself, you know. Exactly. So I just said, okay, cool. That was my like, main, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got to know what's going on with Wade Young. But when it comes to, from again, the rumor mill is that there are a lot of changes coming um, to Tennessee knockout, and, and it's because of a little bit of different things. There's, you know, talking about different lanes being used, the setup for how the races are going to be held is going to be a little bit different. Um, I've heard that there will be buildups within the enduro cross section, way different from what we've seen in the past. So I say it's open forum for you, and I'm going to pick in whenever you start saying stuff that's crazy to me. Like, what what should we all be expecting from this rumor mill, and any of that even true? Oh, no, I mean, it's, you, you basically, uh, you are fed uh, good information. Um, yes, Saturday will be uh, almost 100% new. We, we are going into uh, a property that has been uh, loaned to us next door to TTC. So the first lap, on Saturday would be, I would say, 90% new, which is pretty exciting. It's always exciting to go to a new place. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. It, it, it's not going to be necessarily more difficult than what we have at TTC, but it will be new. So the first the first knockout will be uh, on new territory, and uh, the second one will come back to TTC. So, you know, people, I think people will have more more of a chance to have fun riding uh, the the 200 riders that start Saturday morning. Then after that, when it comes to you know the the, the lucky few that make it to the next knockout, it's going to be back to uh, traditional uh, TKO with all the good things. And um, if you think the rock that kicked you out last year is in the same place, it's a different place now. <laughs> I love that. that I, I know because I saw I saw it was, and I I just thought I was careful in one place, and actually it was next turn that was bad. So you know, it's, 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 it's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy just how much those uh, trails change per lap, let alone per year. 
I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad I like this for the amateurs too, because I think with the people that travel, sometimes it was kind of, it kind of sucked to do. And granted, it was always fun, but you're riding the same, like, what was it? 12, 14 mile loop three times. You know, that's again, if you made it to the second knockout, but now you get a chance you're doing the first knockout is different terrain from the second knockout. So that's, even better, yeah. I think, for people that are traveling yeah. to ride. And it's, it's to stretch because, you know, when we have so many riders on the track, that's one thing we realized last year. It doesn't matter how good the level is, you, you're going to have bottlenecks. So by, by stretching the, the track, I mean, the, the loop, uh, 30 to 40% more, we really hope we're not going to have as many bottlenecks. But then if we have a storm, it will be bottleneck a mile from the start, so we don't have to worry about that. You know, it's, and you know, the the, the typical uh, gamble at uh, at TKO is the rain. You know, we still haven't seen a, a TKO without some rain at some point. <laughs> and and uh, for any of these guys listening that are going to be riding, that sounds like if you're not going to walk the whole course, at least walk to the first mile and a half. Because it sounds like there's something within the first mile. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely right. Because uh, the first part is surprisingly difficult. We're gonna go and park the spring, and like right away we go up in the mountain, and the ruts are unbelievable to start with. So wait until uh, 200 bikes have been going through. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many bodies to be used as traction, so just keep on keeping on. Well, that's going to be great for the amateur. So then we go to, you know, the, do the format change any in the sense that we used to do the two laps right for that first knockout. Is this going to be just one big lap on that new loop that you're talking about? Yes, exactly. It would be a big lap, and uh, and then you'll have the lap, the, the harder lap for the to get the, the best guys to qualify for the Sunday and to, to win Saturday as well, because it's still, you know, there's still some bragging right here to be the, the winner of Saturday. Yeah, and being the winner, is, I mean, I got, I think in the three years that I've ridden, I've gotten my one gold medal, and I was, I, I, I hang it up, and I look at it all the time and go, there was at one point in time you could ride a motorcycle. Not anymore, but at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, so then moving to Sunday, what... What kind of kind of things should we be expecting different? Like it, when we come into the TTC, should should things feel different at the venue, or are there just certain aspects of what kind of were used to the past couple of years changing? Yeah, we it's going to be. I mean, you know, overall similar because we haven't changed the mountains. You know, it's still still going to be in the same place. Uh, the trails are in the same place. There's a lot of a, uh, you know, I mean, for the TKO2 and the final, we have a lot of new features, uh, which are very difficult. But as far as the overall run of the day, uh, we're going to have the, the hot lap, as always. We're going to have the TKO1. And after TKO1, which is um, at the end of the morning, we're going to have something really, really interesting. We're going to experience a, a TKO duel, which is going to be a, a para, parallel race. Uh, on um, on the new redesign uh, playground. The playground is, is is a field that you use to get uh, you know to to get going. If you remember, yep. The, the playground is what is in front of the 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 shop in the TTC office, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a straight line of 350 feet with a, a can, uh, 
with an elevated start where the, the, some of the lucky guys will have a chance to race against each other for like one hour. So the, what we're going to do is the top eight guys that don't qualify to TKO2 uh, we'll have a, an LCQ, basically, Ooh, and they will like be able that. to race. Yeah, they will be able to race in front of the crowd because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be noon. It's going to be like dead center in front of the most semi and uh, all our sponsors and spectators. And we go, it's going to be very similar to the straight rhythm format, you know, which uh, it's riders one against one. They'll flip lane. And the, the, out of eight guys, we go to four guys. Out of four guys, we go to two guys. And the guy that wins will step in, in TKO2. So it would be like an LCQ uh, format. But I think it's going to be very entertaining for the spectators and the riders alike. So eight guys, I don't know how. I'm sure some guys are going to try to, to uh, calculate how they can be part of those eight guys. But that's, um, that's just a, a concept. It's an experiment. We want to, we want to have fun with our friends racer and just give something new it's never been done before you know it's kind of a kind of a little bit similar to what they do in indoor trials in uh in europe if you've seen when they do that parallel racing absolutely yeah, yeah. and i always think that that's really that's, intense because the crowd you could hear yeah. the crowd get into it and at the same time you can see your competitor right so you can kind of go oh my like he's beating me like and so you try harder you might mess up or or vice versa that might cause him to mess up so obviously the pressure there with that quote-unquote head-to-head racing really can add to the excitement for everybody <laughs> yeah so it's, it's going to be an hour break and then we get into a tko2 and then the final of course i don't think we're going to change too much format this year uh, i do believe in uh, in small increments and uh, my partner Sean and I, we 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 are saying it's like one step at a time. Uh, we don't we don't want to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is pretty round. It's it's turning well, and uh, we're just gonna try to make it a little bit more competitive and more more entertaining for everybody. No, I I think that sounds great. I think um, one of the things that I always love about the Enduro GPs is when they do those kind of super endur- those those uh, super night races where they put the, the riders yeah. head to head. And then they wind up, you know, it's a little bit different to the to the exact format, but it's head to head, and that just changes things. And having two people race against each other in front of the crowd just creates such a different dynamic than when two people are racing each other out in the woods on the same course, um, and nobody can see it. Yeah, and I, and I so, think yeah, the biggest the biggest challenge we had was to find out where we should get those guys, and then we we got that idea. Let's do it like the midday. It's the LCQ. You know, the guys are not completely exhausted yet. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a good way to have fun, and one guy is going to make it, and uh, you know, all the other guys are going to have fun anyway. So if you don't do well, it's going to be to run of forty seconds. You know, and and that's that's about it. So that shouldn't be ruining your day one way or the other. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and that's smart to do it earlier on when everybody's not totally spent and has a chance to kind of like really give it. During that, uh, during those parallel races, um, yeah, where do we? Because if we do that, if we do that after TKO two, we we have honestly the fifteen guys that makes it are already exhausted, and the, the ten guys <laughs> that don't make it, they, I don't think they would have any any sense of humor anymore. 
<laughs> I know. I'm exhausted by that point from having walked or ridden yeah, my mountain bike. Clean. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. I'm exhausted having just walked or ridden my mountain bike around that place following everybody at that point. So I can only imagine those dudes being as badass as they are still talking being of, broken down. Talking about mountain bike, if we have a chance, Brian, I'll take you down the mountain bike course, which has been closed for a few months. And if you want to scare yourself, this is absolutely insane. If you think, you know, extreme enduro is difficult, you go on top of the cliff above TTC and you ride down the, the, the downhill course and it is just absolutely frightening. You know, it's like uh, I went there a couple of weeks ago and I said, this is just, I, I, I bulldogged my mountain bike like 200 yards. It was so vertical. I couldn't even, even think about getting on a bike. <laughs> It, that's awesome, and I'm in. Uh, that sounds amazing. And I'll give you a fun fact. Uh, during like the back part of my college career, and I say career because it took me a little bit longer than most people, if you will, to graduate college, I actually raced the collegiate nationals uh, and did downhill in Sandpoint, Idaho, and then wound up doing some of the Norber races like way back in early 2000, 2001 uh, for downhill racing in the expert class. So, wow. That was a long ass time ago, so I did Yes, yes. We'll, we'll work it down. I'm, I'm, my bike would stay for it. I'm not, I'm not taking my mountain bike this time. <laughs> That's all right with me. So, but yeah, so like the, the story there is at one point in time, I was a badass. Nowadays, I just try and probably hurt myself, but I still try, right? You're still young. It gets worse with age. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I, actually, I just turned 38 a couple of days ago, so here we go. I'm just another another year older, right? Add another notch to the bedpost. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, I'm curious to that, and you'll see. You know, you're not less stupid. It's only it's only worse. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I can't wait. <laughs> so, where do we see Red Bull fitting into the picture now? Because if you kind of go back, I think it was maybe two or three years ago, we kind of saw some Red Bull. You know, we saw Garth and a couple other guys there starting to do some photography for Red Bull. Then the next year after that, we started to see a couple more videographers. And then last year, obviously, we saw, you know, Wes, who used to be with Verb, and his whole Red Bull team there. Um, so yeah. is, is that growth still happening, or are we kind of expecting the same thing that we saw last year with Wes and the team? I would say it's going to be slightly different. For what I understand is that uh, Red Bull is going to bring a different crew. They want to do something more on the discovery, uh, they don't want to document a race, they want to document a journey, for what I understood, and uh, so, you know, I just, I've got so much faith in that company that I'm not too worried about what they want to do, because I know it's going to be first class, and uh, if, uh, if they want to, uh, I think they, they it's my, my personal opinion, I think they realized that it was a lot more than the race, you know, that the effort the riders put on to get to their, you know, destination, go through the obstacles. And um, when I watched it last year, I said, I thought it was great. I said, God, it's so much more than that. You know, and uh, it, it may be, you know, maybe it's wishful thinking at that stage, but um, uh, I think they, they're going to be filming it in, in, in a diff- on a different angle. Cool. No, that but actually it, sounds it, great. They, they're they're going to be here with us, you know, so, yeah, and it's, you know, there's a lot of talks and the rumor mill about reorganizing the, the extreme enduro world championship, all those races that are a little bit everywhere from the roof of Africa to Romania to via Erzberg. And 
and you know I, I keep I keep uh, traveling the world and uh, talking with people about it. So you never know. Maybe one day we will have a, a world extreme enduro championship. You know, right now it's kind of like unofficial, but um, I mean a lot of people would like to see that happen. I agree. I think, and if you're gonna if you're gonna have something. You know that is quote unquote world extreme enduro championship. I mean, you got to come to the states, right? Like we're part of that. Exactly. And, it, you know? and you know, we the, the I think Dirt Rider magazine or some other magazine, you know, ranked TKO as the fourth, the fourth best uh, extreme enduro, the fourth worst. I don't know which way you look at it. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's it? So you you get ranked on how bad you are. You know, in 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 his world. So I mean, it's uh, it's obviously uh, it was a very good compliment. It's uh, you know, it was done. I, I I'm sure you've seen the link somewhere, and uh, that was the only race in America that made it to the top ten extreme enduros of the world. So just pretty cool. It's technical. Just doing the amateur crap beat the crap out of me. So we know it's technical. Yeah, no, no, it, it, exactly. It's it's uh, you think you you know it. You think that you're gonna do better and. Every year you go ride it and it kicks you ass. You know, unless you could, you could <laughs> Webb, of course. Uh, that's right. Uh, exactly. But I think it kicks, kicks everybody's ass, but Cody Webb. You know, so it's like uh, it's a very, a very, uh, very big respect for Cody on that level because it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see how he can be uh, fresh and smiley at the end of that race compared to the other guys. You know, <laughs> oh, it's so true. He is always smiling. He has such a big grin; it's hard to miss it. So, like, we're talking about Cody Webb. Before we let you go, expectations on how things are going to go. I mean, I honestly, even with Graham Jarvis, I, like, my quick thought process is what I've noticed throughout the years is that when you get to the final, you know, that's the real race. It's, it, 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 it's that, you know, those 10 laps that you're going to do there. And Cody Webb rides those 10 laps at a pace that no one else can keep. He is so stinking fast through those technical sections within that that – I think Graham Jarvis's strengths aren't in sprinting. Um, and so that's why I think Graham Jarvis could, is easily going to be on the podium, but I just don't know if he could actually take down Cody Webb at the Tennessee knockout. And, you know, I would say it all depends on the weather because if, you know, I mean, we've been, we've been making so many courses that were so gnarly where really like the extreme enduro rider uh, meaning, you know, Graham Jarvis, who is arguably the best in the world, you know, it could be shining, and at the end we get a we get a rainstorm, and it ends up being a giant outdoor enduro cross, which is great, but it's it it doesn't help Graham. So I would say if we have one time a TKO where the weather is under control, I think somebody has better chance to actually compete with Cody. But if it rains, I think it makes Cody even better. You know, and uh, once again, kudos to Cody. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at 2011 and 2012, Mike Brown first, Cody Webb second, right? And then uh, yeah. Bobby Procknow and Russell Bobbitt in 11 and 12, respectively. But then Cody Webb win, 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 right? Like four wins in a row straight. So it's pretty intense yeah. what that guy has done and how consistently he's done it. Um, one of the, the only thing I said, the closest looked like 14 and 15 where the top three guys competed, completed all the same lap numbers. 
Where unlike last year, yeah. where we were talking about the weather, like Cody got eight laps, Wade Young got seven, and Redmond got six. And those are the top three guys. Like, I mean, people yeah. were getting laughed by Cody Webb, you know, that were on the podium, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, we have some ideas. And, you know, once again, Brian, you know, thanks again for, for your time and the interview. But the bottom line is uh, for TKO, it's like the weather is in charge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the weather and Cody Webb are in charge, you know, right. and uh, that's, uh, you know, and the first part of it is totally uncontrollable, you know, and it's, uh, we, we don't know what to expect. And uh, we, we've been removing and bypassing so many sections we, we have been working very hard at because of rainstorm and everything. Maybe one of those years we're going to get lucky and we can do everything we want, you know. I would agree. Well, dude, okay, any, anything that I missed? No, I think you, you want to get off go. your chest. <laughs> no, 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 no. We need a. We we just. I mean, it's like it's we're difficult to wish more for that race. You know, we started it six years ago, uh, out of uh, the love of extreme enduro, and uh, you know, nowadays we we sell out in twenty minutes. You know, we have all we have the same sponsor that's been following us. We have Red Bull supporting us. So I mean, thanks to all 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 the sponsors, thanks to all the participants and all the people that get involved in that race to make it happen. And uh, no, it's 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 really a a very good a very good adventure. It was a great journey, and uh, hopefully uh, we can we can grow it and make it better. And uh, you know, everybody's excited about that race. It's only good vibes <laughs> until you until you're cussing in uh, you know when you stop between two rocks for 20 minutes. But uh, you forget that very quickly. Yeah. It's good vibes unless you're a writer. <laughs> then it's like I don't really know how it's gonna go. Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you very much for your time and for and for sharing some information with us about the upcoming Tennessee Knockout. I know that I myself am extremely looking forward to this event every year, whether I'm a writer or just a media guy or literally just a guy watching. I know the spectators themselves have so much fun. So. Um, Eric Bernard is the guy you want to go talk to if you want to yell at anybody about this podcast. I myself am just a fan, so don't get me in trouble for anything. I, I blame Eric for everything. <laughs> All right, Brian. Hey, you have a great night, and see you next week in Tennessee. Yes, sir, man. Thanks again. You're welcome. Take care. Man, oh, man. Talking to Eric Bernard is always a treat. That guy just knows his stuff. He's been putting events on forever, and what he and Sean Finley have done with the Tennessee Knockout continues to amaze me, and this year will not kick my ass. I'm looking forward to not even throwing a leg over a dirt bike. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I want your feedback. Message us, email us, send us carrier pigeons, make sure we get your feedback. Um, Reminder, Seat Time Adventures just wrapped up, so make sure you head to our YouTube channel and watch our daily recap videos. We do have a full documentary style recap in the works just like last year but that won't be done probably until late september so just go relive the daily recaps while you've got the time follow us on all of our social media channels we are all over all of that stuff so just have fun with it use the hashtag pintful of awesome and you'll probably get shared by us in the near weeks just remember if you'd like to support us consider becoming a patron on patreon at patreon.com slash seat time buying a t-shirt from us at fpmg.threadless.com or using the affiliate links on seattime.co slash support. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we're going to see you on the internet after we see you at the TKO in a week and a half. Peace.